0: Thank you again to all the visitors and guests who are with us. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. This, would, this is the, we got notified, I believe, uh, it was a couple days ago about the, the, the AC not working in the building, and I was like, we're just going to worship hot today. We're just going to celebrate. We're just going to be warm. <laughs> we're just going to be warm and worship together. If I haven't had a chance to meet you, uh, I'm the pastor here at Midtown Two Notch. I go by Ant. Uh, I've been serving here as a pastor for 10 years. We're in the middle of our 10 years uh, anniversary celebration. Amen. Amen. God has been so faithful to us over these last 10 years. And in this sermon series that we're currently in, we're looking back a bit on kind of how we've looked to be faithful to God, but more importantly, how God has been faithful to us. And today, I can't imagine a better way to celebrate the last 10 years of following our Lord than to see uh, young people today that, are, that have come to faith in the Lord and want to get baptized. And we'll... Before we, before we get into all that, I want us to look at our scripture for today in Matthew chapter 28. If you have a Bible, I think there's some Bibles in the pews near you if you want that. Again, Matthew chapter 28 is where we'll be today. This, this is, uh, Matthew is one of the Gospels, one of the four Gospels, which is basically another way of saying one of the four uh, biographies of Jesus that is in the Bible. And the passage that Kelly just read that we'll be working our way through today uh, it's one of the last known sayings that we have from Jesus. It's, one of, it's the last saying that he utters in the book of Matthew. Uh, we know from other books in the Bible that not too long after he says this, he ascends up into heaven. Many know this passage of scripture as the Great Commission. As Jesus is commissioning his disciples about his work and and, discipling, and, and telling them how to follow him and how to be about his work until he Return. So in this, what we know is the Great Commission. Jesus gives us two declarations about himself and he gives us a three-part command as well. Again, two declarations about himself that serve as a comfort to us and a three-part command as well. So we'll get to the three-part command first and then we'll go and spend most of our time on the comforts that he gives us as he declares to us the truth about himself. So I'll start Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. The first part of the command that he gives to his disciples is go therefore and make disciples of all nations. At that time, a a disciple was known as someone who would learn the teachings of their teacher, follow them, and go spread those teachings to others. So he's saying, now I have taught you, you know who I am, you know about me, now it is your job to go let others know about me and train them to share it with others as well. This was is what he, the last thing he gave them the last way that he commissioned them and that is still our mission today and we've sought to be faithful for 10 years in doing so. The next part of the command is this. He says baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He says baptize them when someone becomes a believer in Christ, they need to be baptized. It is a it is a public proclamation that I was lost, but now I am found, that I was dead in sin, but now I am alive, that I was blind, but now I see, that I was once outside of the family of God, but through his grace, I've now been adopted as a child of God, and I am his, and he is mine. I used to live in sin, but now I live a life of repentance in him. It is a public proclamation that I belong to him now, And he tells him to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He's saying, now, I associate with God now. That God has put his name on me because I am his and he is mine. I now bear his name. The third part of the instruction or the command is this. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. That word observe there in the Greek is a word that can be translated to guard or to keep or to observe or to hold firmly to. Some translations translate that word to obey. We would read in verse 20, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. It's just not teaching them that they might learn and understand what the commandments are. But no, the role of the church is that we would teach that others might obey and follow our God. That the goal is not simply that we would grow in information, but rather that God would transform us and we would experience transformation in him as he makes us more and more like him. It's important that we keep in mind that this is a part of the Great Commission because there are many things that the church does and there are many things that people want the church to emphasize, many of which are very good, but we must always remember that central to the mission of the church, central to the mission of our church here at Midtown Two Notch is making disciples and teaching those that we can to observe all that God has commanded us. That said, you and I, from the baby believer to the most mature believer, ought to be about the work of telling people who Jesus is and helping them to follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, this can be a very difficult thing. I know for many Christians that I've talked to, one of the the things that makes us hesitate the most about following Christ is sharing who he is with someone that we think might disagree with us. It's sharing who he is with someone that might give us pushback, someone who might not like the fact that we say that Jesus is the only way to God, that he is the only way to eternal life. We often find these conversations to be difficult. We don't want to be rejected. We know that some might mock us, some might want nothing to do with us, et cetera, et cetera. There will be times when we are encouraging people to follow Christ and they will not listen to us. This often causes us to hesitate. This is a difficult mission that he has given us. That's why I'm so grateful that the Great Commission is not just a three-part command, but there are two comforts and encouragements that he gives us in these verses as well. Verse 18. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's the first comfort that he gives us. You got to understand what they just witnessed from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They walked with him for three years. After that, he was captured, he was tortured, and he was killed under an oppressive government and an oppressive regime. They had seen him suffer. They had seen him go through pain. They had seen him allow those who are in authority over him from an earthly standpoint to take advantage of him and harm him. But he's saying, no, 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 no. Those days are over. He's saying all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. His suffering is over. He's here to reign, and when he comes back, we're going to see the full extent of his reign. So he's letting them know, hey, I'm calling you to make disciples, but just in case you were confused by the fact that I just suffered and was crucified, I have all authority and I have all power, and all of it has been given to me. That means there's not a person you can meet whose heart he can't change. That means there's not an obstacle to someone coming to him that he can't overcome. That means no one is too far gone. That means the person in your mind that you know that you're thinking, there's no way this person will ever come to faith in Christ Jesus. Jesus is telling you through his word, I have the power to change and and overcome anything that stands in the way of people that I desire to be with me coming to me. Maybe there's someone in your life and you're thinking there's no point in me talking to them about Jesus. He's letting us know that person is is within the reach of the power and authority of Jesus Christ. He can transform anyone. He's already defeated sin. He's already defeated death. And since he had... And since he has said this to his disciples, he saved millions and millions of people from thousands of different ethnic groups. He saved atheists. He saved those who are agnostic. He saved those who are in different religions. He saved those who are in different occults and any kind of background that you can think of. Because all authority and all power in heaven and on earth has been given to him. He has saved those who have been rebelliously choosing to turn away from him. He saved the self-righteous and the arrogant people who don't think that they need him. He saved criminals who are locked up doing life sentences right now. He served the person that sits in the church because they think it's the right thing for them to do, but they don't think they need a relationship with Jesus. He's changed, he saved children all the way from preschool to elementary school to middle school and high school. In fact, you'll see a couple of high school students get baptized today. He's, he saved college students. In fact, you're going to see a college student get baptized today. He saved adults of all ages, and you're going to see an adult get baptized today as well. I don't know who it is in your life that you've started to believe that maybe God can't save, but I'm here to tell you today that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came to comfort you and let you know that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. The second comfort that he gives comes a little bit later towards the end of our passage. He says, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Not only does he comfort us with his power, he comforts us with his presence as well. Often in the Bible, when God reminds and assures people of his presence, he's, he's doing this to help them to not be overcome by fear. He's helping them to be courageous. Maybe you remember in the Old Testament when Moses had just died and God was calling Joshua to lead the people into the promised land. And he knew that maybe Joshua was going to be a little timid. Maybe he would be a little bit afraid. Three times in the beginning of that book, he tells Joshua to be strong and courageous. But I want us to remember and notice how he comforts Joshua at that time. He said to Joshua, we don't have time to turn there. He said, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. He says, I will not leave you or forsake you. That's what he says before he tells Joshua to be strong and courageous. Here's what he says after he tells Joshua to be strong and courageous. He says, do not be frightened, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So if you ever feel nervous or anxious about having a conversation about Jesus, maybe with a family member, maybe a coworker, maybe a friend or an associate, maybe a classmate. I want you to hear God's comforting words to you saying, behold, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. And when you're feeling like you're going to be rejected by others for being honest about what you believe or who you follow, you can know that no matter how many stand against you, God stands with you. And because of that, you're going to be all right. And when you're not sure exactly what to say, Know that God is saying to you, I am with you and I have all the power, all the power and all authority have been given to me. And trust me, when this is over, everything, that doesn't, everything will go the way that God has intended and planned for it to go. So as a church, those truths, those comforts and those commands have always been a part of the heartbeat and the DNA of who we are as a church. we always wanted for 10 years to be a church that joined God in his mission. So that makes this a very special time for us. When we get to celebrate Jesus, the one with all power and all authority, the one who promised to always be with us, he is saving people 2,000 years after he gave that commission to his disciples. He's still bringing people from death to life. Amen, church. And today we have the blessing of celebrating God doing just that in the lives of four people that, have been, that are with us today. And each of, each of the four people that are getting baptized today. They are evidence, and I want you to hear me on this. They are evidence that what Jesus said is true. That all power and all authority has been given to him. And that he is with us always, even to the end of the age. So for those who are getting baptized today and those who are baptized today, if you can go ahead and make your way to the back and get set for your baptisms. And I know we're going to clap when they get baptized. Can we go ahead and praise God for them as they make their way? Amen. Amen. In preparation for today, in preparation for this celebration that we have today, I spoke with each individual that's getting baptized. I wanted to hear a little bit about their testimony. I want to hear a little bit about what God has done in their life and how God is working in them. And I wanted to share some of what I heard with you. The first that we'll have getting baptized today is Tyler. So Tyler, if you can go ahead and make your way into the pool. If you can go ahead and make your way and get set up. I asked Tyler a question or two. I asked him how he got to the point of placing faith in Jesus Christ. Here's what he said. He said, as I got older, he said, I started to realize the difference between being a Christian and just believing that God exists. He said, they told me to believe in salvation in Jesus. He said, I always prayed to God, but I never knew that the way to get to heaven was specifically through Jesus. He said one day he was talking to Leslie, who would be in the pool there with him. He said, and she talked about, what she talked about was how God was, how, how Jesus was God. And one day all she was talking to me about was Jesus. And I was like, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior and my salvation. He said, I love him and I thank him for that. He would on to say, this happened after I started coming to Midtown. Y'all made me want to come to church he said, I'm excited to sit in the front. He said, I don't sit in the front of nobody's church, but I'm right here in the front, and I love it. He said, I wake up every morning with worship music in my head, so excited about joining the church. So I asked him who had been influential in his life and him becoming a believer. And he talked about Leslie and his friend Dominique helping him to, to get away some, from some false beliefs that he had. And he had this to say. He said, he told me to focus more on coming to Jesus than anything. And Leslie told me, don't focus on the counterfeit, focus on the authentic. And I asked him what has changed in his life since becoming a Christian. He said, I'm a lot more gracious with myself. He said, I can tend to be hard on myself. As humans, we can get discouraged sometimes. He said, I had a bad day one day and all I could do was smile. He said, God is my father and I am his child. And that just makes me happy. And I'm in a better mental spot knowing that Jesus did what he did. He said, that makes me happy much more, and I am much more gracious to myself and to others. Are y'all able to see him? Y'all not able to see him? Are y'all able to stand on the blocks that are back there so we can see him? There we are. There we are. Praise the Lord. Family, at this time, we're going to celebrate the grace of our Lord Jesus through Tyler's baptism. very much. Next up, amen, amen. Next up to get baptized, we have Shania. I asked Shania some of those same questions. Actually, Shania, if you can go ahead and step into the pool. There we go. I'll let you know when when, when we go ahead and baptize. Amen, amen. Uh, I asked her, how did you come to faith in Jesus? She said, I was going through some amount of heartbreak. I didn't know what to do or who to talk to. I felt so alone, so I started praying and reading my Bible. Amen, anybody? She said, I met Courtney through Young Life. That's Courtney in the pool with her. And she helped me to go to church. She said, I wasn't very involved at first, but I started going when she told me she could pick me up. And I started following Christ and got involved with Young Life in Midtown Two Notch. I asked her who was instrumental in her journey in becoming a Christian. She said, Courtney and her mom. And shout out to all the parents who point their children to Jesus. Amen. All the parents who tell their children about Jesus. Amen. We, we, we need your ongoing faithfulness in that. Ask her, what's the difference in your life as a result of placing your faith in Christ Jesus? She said, before following Christ, I was always sad and feeling like I didn't have anyone to talk to. And I'd go try to fill that void with sin. She said, but after following Christ, I'm more happy in doing better things with my life and not focusing on worldly things. I asked her, what would you say to someone who might be in the room that's considering placing their faith in Christ, but hasn't done so at this point? She said, I would say, place your faith in Christ and never give up because his word never fails. And he'll always be there for you, even when you have no one else, she said. And before we baptize you, Shania, I want to say something personal to you. Uh, One of the things that my life group has been doing for uh, probably about a couple years now is we've been bringing the names of those who we've been looking to share Christ with to to those in our life group and just having a time of prayer for those that we want to see take the next step towards following Jesus. And Shania, I want to tell you that we pray for you before I ever knew you. That we pray for you by name before we ever saw your face. So it is a special time that we get to, as a church, celebrate your baptism. Church, at this time, we're going to celebrate God's grace through the salvation of Shania through her baptism. Amen. 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 Oh. And, family, let me say this to us. Let me say this to us, because I know. Uh, that across all of our life groups at this time, uh, in what we call our Review the Mission section, uh, we bring names to you each week of people to pray for, of ministries to pray for that we partner with. This is why we ask you to do that. This is not busy work. Prayer is not something we do as a formality just to say that we are praying. We pray because God moves and answers the prayers of those who come to him in prayer. Let us continue to be faithful in praying to those that we want to follow Jesus. Amen, church. Next up, we have Tony Baker. Next up, we have Tony. If you can make your way into the pool, and if and if Tony's testimony is not proof that Jesus has all authority and all power, I don't know what is. I asked this brother, how? What got his attention? How did God call you to start following Him? and place your faith in him. Brother said TikTok was instrumental in him following Jesus. The brother told me he was scrolling on TikTok and there were videos of people preaching about Jesus. There were videos of people saying about how we can be saved from the judgment and wrath to come if we place faith in Jesus Christ. He said so he started seeking God more and more. And as he was seeking God he started he started fasting a lot. He started noticing his mood was getting better and better. He started noticing his attitude was a lot better. He started notice, noticing that the way he was treating people was a lot better. He said to me I was being transformed by God. He said I used to not like before before coming to faith in Christ. He said I used to not like talking to people but now I do. He said I prayed about God, I prayed to God about not being so antisocial and God answered that prayer. He said getting right with God has led him down a different path. He said there are some, there are some other high school students at AC Flora and Lord Richland that created a group chat that he's in for Bible studies and talking and learning about God. I asked him who was instrumental on his journey to becoming a Christian. First thing out of his mouth, he said, my mom. He said, my mom was very instrumental and very influential for me coming to Christ. He said, my mom used to always put that in my ear. God is real. You should follow him. And I asked him what he would say to someone that hasn't placed their faith in Christ quite yet, but if if he were to encourage them to do so. He said, I would point them to the Bible. And I would show them how good God is and how much better it is to follow God. He said, Jesus died because he knew we weren't going to be perfect. He loves us and sees in us what we can do better. Family, at this time, let's celebrate the the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ through our new brother in the faith, Tony. Amen. 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 And last but not least, we got our brother Jojo. Jojo, if you can go ahead and move your way into the pool. I asked Jojo on the phone, I said, I asked him how he came to place faith in Jesus Christ. He said, I just came to the point in life where I was tired of going down the wrong road and knowing that what I was doing was not correct and that sin is bad and I didn't want to continue living in sin. He said, I knew about Jesus all my life, but I wasn't committed to following him at first. He said, this year was when I really decided to follow Christ. I asked him, who was instrumental in your journey to becoming a Christian? He said, his brother Jamal, who's right there in the pool with him. I asked him, what's the difference in your life as a result of placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? He said, I know that I'll be able to turn away from sin. And that's been a part of my experience since coming to faith in Christ. I want to make sure y'all heard what his brother just said. He said that he knew that he would be able to find the power and the strength in God that he hadn't found before to be able to turn away from sin. This is a brother who said, I am trusting in God to transform me. I asked him, what would you say to someone that hasn't placed their faith in Jesus to encourage them to follow Christ? He said, I let them know that you'll feel much better not living a life of sin anymore and following his commands and everything that he said. He said, you'll feel better about yourself because sin causes so many problems and following his word gets rid of that sin. And this is a special moment for me and I know for many of us as we talk about our 10 year anniversary as a church. Because it wasn't too long ago that the brother that's baptized in Jojo got baptized as well in our church. It wasn't wasn't that long ago that Jamal was a student at Benedict as well. And we were sharing the faith with him and he became a follower of Jesus. And to know that God has used him in this young student's life is a blessing and a joy and an example, an example for all of us. What a great way to celebrate during our 10-year anniversary family, at this time as the church, let's celebrate the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ through JoJo's baptism. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Family, we're going to continue to worship. At this time, I'm going to pray and then the praise team will come up and we'll continue to sing and worship our God together. Uh, Father, we thank you for this time, this celebration that we've been able to experience and share together. Father, I thank you for each life that we celebrated today. Father, those of us who have been following you for a while know that there are ups and downs. There are difficulties and struggles. There are times when we need to be encouraged. There are times when we need to be challenged. There are times when it's difficult to continue to follow you. Father, would you cause us as a church to consistently come around these brothers and sisters that have placed their faith in you? Will you use us as an encouragement in their life? Will you use us to help strengthen them, to fortify them in their faith? Will you use us to continue the work of sanctifying them and transforming them in your love? Father, will you grow them into disciples that make disciples? Will you grow them into people that you use in powerful ways to lead others to Christ? Father, that we may continue to celebrate your grace and your faithfulness in our church and Father, in what you're doing even beyond our church. And Father, we ask all of this in Christ's name. Amen and amen. Y'all stand up and worship with us.